what's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to this week's Productive Agent Podcast. My name is Tony Ruiz. I'm the founder and host of the Productive Agent Podcast and Facebook group. And today I'm joined by the team leader of Keller Williams Legacy right here in San Antonio, Mr. John Totten. How's it going, man? Hey, doing pretty good, Tony. Appreciate awesome. you having me on here. Yeah, thanks for, you know, accepting the invitation. And I'm excited to pick your brain. Uh, we were introduced by, I guess, Shane kind of introduced us. We've played some golf together. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had multiple lunches and conversations about different things in real estate and look forward to sharing your knowledge. So Sounds like a plan. Let's do this. So, John, uh, t- tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where'd you go to school? Um, what's your background? Background. All right. Uh, born and raised in uh, New Jersey and uh, got to Texas as quickly as I could. <laughs> so... Um, Let's see, right uh, at a high school, um, you know, going to college, was going to go play baseball. Uh, my girlfriend, high school sweetheart at the time, uh, found out that she got pregnant and uh, life took a completely different turn. Yeah. Um, some responsibilities. Yep. Some responsibilities. <laughs> yep. Um, I actually went uh, down to Arizona, uh, was going to go to ASU and um, found out she was pregnant, came back. Um, had our son, got married, but during my time in Arizona, um, I was waiting tables at Olive Garden, okay. and um, that's where I was introduced to the idea of real estate and mortgage lending. Okay, mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah, I waited tables at Alamo Cafe, and it was yeah. honestly one of my favorite jobs that I ever had, and I'm, I, I encourage my daughter to do it someday when mm-hmm. she's old enough, but I, th- I think it definitely develops, you know, communication skills. Absolutely. And like service and, and taking care of people. Right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, cool. So family right now, uh, my wife, Lisa, and then my son, uh, we, you know, obviously started at a young age. <laughs> so um, uh, he's a senior at Johnson, yeah. uh, 18 years old. So the, the ongoing joke is that me and my wife will be empty nesters at age 38. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Very cool. You got a long life to live. Sure do. Those empty nesters. Well, what what is your son's plans after school? Hmm. He's going to get his real estate license. You <laughs> maybe not yeah. not right away. Yeah. Um, who knows? If you were to ask him right now, he'll tell you that he's going to Australia to pursue an internship with uh, underwater diving. Oh. Last couple summers, uh, he's went to Baja, California, and Honduras to get the certification. So wow. maybe something in that field. That's cool. Uh, but yeah. yeah, we don't pressure him. Uh, whatever he decides to do, we'll, we'll support. He's a, he's a football player, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, was, how was the season this year? Season was good. Uh, made it to the second round of the playoffs um, and then lost. But okay. it was a good season. Good, good, good. Right on, man. So, so you're at Olive Garden, and who or what introduced you to lending was like your first position in the real estate world. Is that right? That's right. Um, you know, I had to say it was probably my East Coast accent at the time uh, and just my personality where a couple lenders um, had said, you would be good at this, um, along with a, a real estate agent. But at that time, I guess lending spoke to me most. Um, that probably wasn't the plan. Uh, the plan was again to go to school, play baseball, and who knows what would have happened. Yeah. Um, but having our son at a young age and having to grow up a lot quicker and not having the ability then to, to go to college, um, I had to decide quickly a profession that would pay the bills and I could see myself scaling. 
Um, yeah. So I looked into mortgage lending, and that's how I that's how it came about. Well, cool. I mean, it, it all worked out. You know, mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. you've done it all, and here you are now. So that's good. Um, so talk to me a little bit about lending and that side of things. What did you learn um, in that business? Uh, what year was that when you started? It's more like, what did I learn not to do? Okay. <laughs> um, I started in 05, so during the whole subprime yeah. uh, boom, which looking back at those few years, I now realize why the industry collapsed in 08 the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where when I got my start. I did a lot of refi business, uh, working at a, a small brokerage back east in New Jersey. Um, and then ultimately came down here to somewhat rekindle a relationship with my father. Uh, my parents were divorced when I was young and, uh, my dad had kind of floated around from Arizona to Texas, different spots. So came down here, uh, with GMAC mortgage in the frost bank building off thousand Oaks. And, uh, that was essentially my three year lending, uh, career. Okay. Right on. Which then led me into real estate. So, yeah, uh, how, what was the transition like going from being a lender to a realtor, and uh, what led you to make that change? What led me to make that change? Um, transition was easy. Uh, sales was sales. Um, I guess what I liked about real estate a little bit more was you're more out and about and in front of people rather than behind a desk crunching numbers. Yeah. And while I did enjoy that aspect of it, when 08 came, then a lot more red tape came, and I just mm-hmm. saw, you know, a eight, nine, ten page real estate contract, and it just seemed a lot <laughs> easier. Um, and I worked with a couple agents where I saw what their day to day looked like, and it looked a little more interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, right on. Um, so you did. Uh, you were pretty much a single agent for about ten years. Uh, in that time, you. Uh, formed a little bit of a small team. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to us about the early days as a realtor. How did you grow your business? Was it open houses? Was it database? Was it um, cold leads? Uh, what did that mm-hmm. look like? No database. Because I didn't know anyone here. Yeah. You know, coming from New Jersey. Um, I built my business off of expired listings for sale by owners and open houses. Um, yeah, so I would take cold cold leads so you would be calling uh, calling expireds did you go door knocking uh, how did how did you uh, how did you get expireds and for sale by owners a little bit of both at first i was calling and yeah. we were setting appointments um and then my personality is give me a system let me look at it how can i perfect it and make it better um and that's when i realized i was one of I don't know, 30, 40 agents calling an expired listing. And while I was setting appointments, I was also wondering why I was not getting the amount of business that I felt I I should be where agents were beating me to the punch. Um, So I decided to incorporate door knocking. And that's when I felt it really scaled. Yeah, yeah. I remember having a couple conversations about business and uh, you were talking about, you know, everybody's calling these expireds, but not a whole lot of people are actually visiting these expireds, mm-hmm. you know, and you had like a little package that you talked about. Can you talk a little bit about that? How you sure. went door knocking and, and, and a little bit more detail on that? Well, I stayed in my bubble. So I would, um, back at, in that time, expireds were plentiful, right? There was a lot of expired listings. And um, I would just pick the area that I wanted to go. I 
created a folder, a letter, seller's guide, um, had some uh, case histories, which are essentially glorified testimonials that would speak to uh, specifically a family that I have helped that was an expired lead or a canceled lead. And I just go to their door. I feel nothing beats face-to-face. Face-to-face is the best. And as long as I had that opportunity to connect in person, there was no way in hell I was not getting that business. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Was there any different approach with for sale by owner or was it similar? For sale by owner was similar. It was in person. Um, It was all about building that relationship, building that rapport. Instead of how most teach to go for the kill right on appointment one, appointment two, mine was more of a a slow drip of adding value uh, week after week after week. I think statistics say that 90% of for sale by owners will list with a realtor at some point. And um, I just kind of reverse engineered it on how they made that decision, what week they would make that decision. Everyone was a little bit different, but I found that by just adding value and giving them the information that they could use in the event they ever sold it on their own, when the time came, who are they going to go to? The pushy, salesy agent going for the close or someone that's been helping them all along for the last three, four, five weeks, however long it may be. Yeah, I like that. So as I'm sitting here listening to you, um, were there any coaches along the way or trainings that really helped you develop these skills? Or is it just something that you just kind of developed on your own? Um, yes. You know, there's always mentors and, and people that, that come along the way. Anyone that really sticks out, no one specific when it comes to the for sale by owners and expired. It was more of me doing internet research, purchasing my own little programs that I that were uh, warranted to those um, those particular strategies. One person that comes to mind, his name I think was Barino, um, and he was this expired guru way back in the day. And I'm sure if you Google his name, he'll he'll come right up. I think he was from Canada or something. Yeah. Um, But he had a lot of good, insightful information. So I would purchase maybe a few different strategy packages from these so-called gurus and then take a little bit from each piece and and essentially make my own. Um, I could tell you early on in my business, I was really focused on the lead generation and not so much the relationships. When I first hired a coach, the first coach, her name was Bernice Ross from... I think she was out of Austin, and our fir- first call was she put me onto the book The Go-Giver by mm-hmm. Bob Berg, yeah. um, and she said, before you do anything, I want you to read this. This will be your foundation, and um, at that point, I wasn't ready for it, so I picked yeah. it up, maybe got done with a quarter of it, if that, put it down to uh, this, not for me. I want to fo- I, I need to know how am I going to generate more business, and, and that... When I came back to it, it was probably what transformed my business or my, my whole way of looking at things. So you were very transactional in oh, the beginning. Without a doubt. And, mm-hmm. and then, so what made you come back to that? Because uh, I know we've talked about that. I want to go a little bit deeper into the go-giver and ninja selling mm-hmm. and all that. Um, what, was, what point in your 10-year real estate career, there was something that goes, hey, let me go back to that and change the way I'm doing things? Um, what was it? I think you probably, I probably just experienced some type of burnout where Mm -hmm. there's only so many doors you can knock on, only so many cold calls. And, um, through that journey, that's where I came to the conclusion that I really didn't like, or 
maybe not like is a poor choice of words, but um, I wasn't fulfilled by helping people buy and sell. I was more fulfilled with um, the strategy behind it, how things worked, creating those ideal uh, programs. So I think that's once I started uh, getting real with myself on what I wanted to do and looking back at my business, I picked up the go-giver again. I don't know why. It was just happened to be there. And I read it and said, this is really the only way to do business. Yeah. Uh, I think Shane introduced me to Go-Giver, but then you immediately sent me Go-Giver sells more. I think is that there's mm-hmm. a the green book. There's mm-hmm. a red and green book. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like two or three more uh, that I need, need to read, but it's such a good book. Mm-hmm. Um, another great book that was introduced, and I know we've shared things back and forth, is Ninja Selling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When were you introduced to Ninja Selling? And um, I know you've been to installations. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit of your background with Ninja. All right, so it uh, could be somewhat of a long story, but I'll, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll try, and, um, try and tell it as quickly as possible. So during uh, flashing back to the Go-Giver book, um, and then when I actually picked it up, read it, that's when I started my transition out um, of real estate. Um, at that point, I had a really good SOI, and I was doing some internet lead generation, some Google PPC, some different things, had a, had a small team, but realized I did not want to really produce anymore. I wanted to do more strategy consulting. And um, I, I picked up the Go-Giver book, read it, loved it, and then went down a rabbit hole, contacted the author, was surprised that he got back to me same day. And wow. um, I was blown away by that customer service where I then decided to uh, purchase uh, what they call, I think it's the Go-Giver Mastermind or Beyond the Mastermind. It's two or three days with Bob himself and his right-hand mm-hmm. Kathy um, with eight other professionals uh, in Florida. So I took the trip down there to learn how to implement the five laws in the Go-Giver book yeah. into my real estate business. Just so happens that there was maybe three or four other real estate agents at that event. Um, and then when that happens, Bob says he brings in his expert, which good friend of mine now, Dennis Gianetti, he's one of Ninja's instructors, uh, certified uh, coach through through Go-Giver and Tony Robbins. But I met Dennis there mm-hmm. and uh, found out that Ninja selling is essentially Go-Giver for real estate in yeah. a way, yeah. right? If you go sure. to the Ninja Selling installation in, in Fort Collins, Colorado, part of your welcome packet, they give you a Go-Giver book. Mm-hmm. They tell you that's your foundation for both life and business. Um, and then Ninja Selling is the how-to for real estate. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to have to revisit Go-Giver. It's been a few years since I've read it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Something that you always pick back up for me once a year. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So uh, you, t- you mentioned it, um, you're transitioning kind of out of everyday sales of real estate. Uh, you went into some real estate consulting and strategist, um, and then you found yourself at Expansion Leader of Realty San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about that role? And, uh, you know, I know that we had some lunches, and you asked me if I'd be interested in joining you guys and doing all that. So I know you did really well in, in building that up from nothing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. from the ground up. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that position and, and what that entailed. Yep. So that position uh, was was new to me. Um, at that point in time in my career, 
I was scaling back my real estate business, just working with my SOI, um, really close friends and family, while doing strategy sessions and business planning and consulting for realtors around the country. Um, I saw this as a opportunity to get me out of real estate entirely. Uh, it was with uh, Realty Austin, which is a, um, a very well-known name brand in the Austin market. Um, I think they were number two, number three as, as far as sales go in the Austin market. So uh, yeah. a really big presence. And they were wanting to expand into San Antonio. So I took that role. Um, it was great. A uh, lot of good things. A lot of They, they offered a lot of value. Uh, opened my eyes to a whole realm of different things that I really just didn't know existed uh, in the real estate business. And that's where I found out that I like working with agents and guiding agents and helping agents a lot more than I like helping buyers and sellers. So a lot of my day consisted of um, relationships, networking, uh, meeting with uh, real estate agents, finding out how their business works, seeing if we were a good fit, good match, if we could help, if not. Um, so that it, it opened up a lot of doors. Yeah. So when you're working with these agents and a similar position here as mm -hmm. well, right? And we'll get to that in a second. But um, what would you say is something that comes to mind uh, that most agents struggle with? Maybe a top one or two or three things that like a lot of agents struggle with pretty consistently that you see. Well, you just said it. <laughs> Consistency. Yeah. Yeah, that would say that's number one. If there's no magic pill, right? There's different pillars of business. Everything works to an extent, right? Open houses work, uh, buying Zillow leads work, pay-per-click leads work, door knocking works, cold calling, working your SOI. All of it works. It just depends on your personality. But where agents fail is they think um, it's just going to happen. And it's really just putting in the work and being consistently consistent mm. about it. Yeah. So uh, I, I completely agree. And it's just like finding the thing that, you know, fits your personality and you can do consistently over and over and over. Is there anything else? Uh, what, what would be, say, number two uh, that pops up consistently as to a struggle besides consistency? Focusing on too many things at once. Uh, there's a lot of shiny objects out there um, and just focusing on too many things rather than just picking one, two, three things to, to really highlight and focus on. Gotcha. Because then you're spread too thin and you're not giving 100% effort to A, B, and C, and you're now giving 25% effort to A, B, C, D, E, F, right? Yeah, I like that. Um, so then you find yourself back here at uh, KW Legacy. Mm -hmm. You were an agent here um, mm -hmm. for a, mm -hmm. a large part of the time. Um, your role here is team leader. Uh, you're... Can you talk a little bit about that role and, and, and what that encompasses? Sure. Um, <clears throat> well, I feel like, um, you know, I'm back home, yeah. right? Uh, I was here for 10 years, solo agent, built a small team. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that, part-time buyer's agent, part-time ISA, inside sales agent. Um, at that point, when I picked up the go-giver, I knew that I had to get my um, SOI back my past clients. Um, one of the homework assignments that my coach gave me was to pull all my past sales. And I had quite a few of them and go through all of them and get their addresses and names and emails and come to find out there was quite a few people that have bought and sold, mm. right? Uh, mm -hmm. w without me. 
And I said, never again. <laughs> yeah. So got that tightened up. That's when I went down and explored uh, Ninja Selling, Go Giver, all and uh, really tightened that up. Um, but transitioning, we were talking about going into this role yeah. and, and, and what I do now. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm back home five minutes from the house. Yeah. Um, you know, great uh, broker owner, Stephen Gregg, has been around for a while. And um, going back to the role at Realty Austin, Realty San Antonio, while um, let's just say the culture and me clashed a little bit, uh, but if I didn't have the opportunity there, which I'm so grateful for and thankful, and there's great people um, at that company, it wouldn't have opened up the door to where I'm at now. Um, So very grateful for that. Um, Been in this role for little over a year, uh, essentially managing, running the brokerage, wh- whatever you'd like to call it. Um, it's a mix of everything, um, you know, from looking at uh, P&Ls and expenses and creating education calendars and coaching agents and uh, recruiting and retention, uh, building the culture. Um, it's It's been great. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I can say I love what I'm doing now. I enjoy thoroughly coming into work on a daily basis yeah so it's just great great spot i'm in right now yeah man congratulations yeah thank you thank you on your one year and back home and you're crushing it man yeah good job um you mentioned a go-giver and ninja selling Mm -hmm. um any other books i know you're kind of big into reading books and you know always growing and expanding uh any other books that uh, you would recommend that come to the top of your mind I recommend in the order of starting with the go-giver first. That's your foundation for both life and business. Ninja Selling, that's the how-to. And then I like The Slight Edge by mm. Jeff Olson. Yeah. And that's essentially taking action. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, those, cool. are, those are my top three. Whenever someone recommends real estate books, I recommend them in that order. Yeah, right on. Is there anything else that, um, you know, the listeners are mostly realtors looking to grow their business going into 2024. What do you recommend uh, we really focus on as realtors heading into this new year? I would say being consistently consistent. I, I can't get away from that um, enough. That was uh, our choice of words last year and then being consistent again this year. I, I think that's really all it is. Um, not overwhelming yourself with so many different ways to generate business, but just focus on what works best for you. Um, really focusing in on building your, your SOI and mm-hmm. that referral based business. I think if everyone can ma- wave a magic wand and where they decide all the business comes from, if people are just referring you business left and right, I think that's a perfect world, right? Yeah. For sure. Um, so being consistently consistent, not overwhelming yourself, uh, picking, you know, looking at uh, your SOI as your foundation and then having one, two, three different ponds to fish from to constantly feed that SOI. Because if you're working that correctly, then you're also pruning it too, right? You're taking people off that list that shouldn't be on that list. Just because you sold them a house, a good example would be I've sold several hundred homes when, when I sold, but on my SOI, the people I marketed to, there's maybe 75. There's a lot of people I just didn't click with that I just maybe wouldn't want to do business with again or wouldn't want their referrals. And that's the benefit of running your own business or from a real estate standpoint, you get to pick and choose who you do business with. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, cool, man. I, I really appreciated you sharing your information, your knowledge. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. If somebody wanted to reach out to you and uh, pick your brain, had any questions either about KW Legacy or real estate in general, um, what's a good phone number that they could reach out to you? Yep. Good phone number would be my cell, uh, 210-872-8888. How about an email? John Totten at kw.com. Cool. And uh, are you on social media, Facebook, Instagram? Or, uh, 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 no, not, not really. Not okay. uh, you, you really, uh, I do have a Facebook account. I do have a, a LinkedIn account. Uh, am I active on it? No. Okay. Um, social has just never been yeah. something I've really been a fan of. Yeah, it's all good. Well, cool. Uh, hit this guy up if you have any questions about KW Legacy, real estate in general. Uh, it's a great resource. I know there's certain things that he's taught me along the way that I still use to this day. I appreciate your friendship, and thanks for coming on the show. Likewise. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, that's the show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, share it with a friend. That really helps us grow. Uh, leave us a review. Give us a rating. That helps us grow as well. And join our private Facebook group called The Productive Agent. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And we thank you for joining us today. Now let's get out there and go produce.